football? Bloody hell. Yes, it's time for the podcast everyone's talking about. It's football. Bloody hell. And on the show tonight, we've got a legend in the shape of Kevin Gall. And another legend in the shape of Tony Pounder. Shape being the operative word, Rick Hyatt's here as well. Oh, by the way, I'm going to sit in on it as well. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Football Bloody Hell. And on the show tonight, as you've probably already heard, are Mr. Tony Pounder. Hello, Tony. Good evening. Are you all right today? All good. Uh, I keep thinking it's Monday, but obviously jumping the gun a bit and it's Tuesday, so yeah, right, even happier now. Yeah. And Rick, you all right, mate? Yeah, as well as can be expected, I guess. OK, well, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt then. And our third guest is a legend, and he's a legend because he's not here, <laughs> which is uh, one of them things. But uh, Kevin Gore is going to join us, hopefully, any minute. But I know he had to do something for Sky Sports News as well, that other tin-pot little company that are not at all in the same league as we are. So um, perhaps he's doing that earlier than he expected or something. I suspect that's possibly what might be. So we're going to start anyway, and... Uh, Top of my list is not a Premier League team, would you believe it or not? And it's not Man United either before some bright spark. How, how are we not talking about Man United after they won? Well, we're going to talk about it in a bit of it. Don't panic. I wanted to we talk about. Options. I wanted to talk about Fulham because I watched a bit of Fulham hammering poor Nathan Jones's Luton seven nil last night. But my goodness, what a team they've turned into! What did you? What did you did, I don't suppose you watched it, did you? I seen about ten minutes of it, um, but I had the pleasure. I went up um, just before Christmas to watch them against West Brom, yeah. and they were oh, exceptional football side. Uh, pass it around and that, but I think they're going to be they're going to be like the yo-yo. I think they're they're too good for the championship, but not quite up to the Premiership. Um, like I say, you know, I think they might have some money. Obviously, you get 170, 180 million now, isn't it? They say, and if you go up to the Premiership, they've got yeah. some money to spend. <clears throat> they've got a lovely. They've extended the stand overlooking the Thames, which um, I think is going to open the start of the season now. Right. Um, it's certainly, it's a fantastic. You can attract the players there because of the area where it is. Now mm. they're in the Premiership. It's um, it's a fantastic place to live. One of the best places in London. The sort of yeah. Round on the banks there of the Thames, so they're certainly going to get the uh, attraction there. But um, I think even if you spend 130, 140 million, it doesn't always uh, work out. I know Brentford's done it this year on a. I don't know what they spent in the end on a small budget, uh, but I just I think they're going to be a bit of a from a bit of a yo-yo, too good for the championship and not good enough for the Premiership. Mm. I hope I'm proving wrong. I love them there because it was a great club. Well run and um, their supporters like it's it's really really big family base. Yeah. I think I, I said I went up there at Christmas. I think that's probably the one only one time I don't think I've seen any policemen around. I, um, I used to go to Fulham myself when I was about 
12, 13 possibly. When Chelsea were yeah. away, we used to go to Fulham. And uh, we'd stand on in the stand that, as you say, backs onto the Thames. Back um, to the Thames, yeah. So a lot of pleasant memories, really, in the days of Johnny Haynes that I was went, which is going back a bit now, I'm afraid. But uh, Oh, you look at their history. Like I say, even before my time, they had some fantastic players, didn't they? Like yeah. George Best there and stuff. Then there was um, this bloke called like Toss said. Chamberlain. Do you remember him? Who's that, sorry? Toss Chamberlain. He must have been about 40, I reckon. He always looked as though he sort of got a... a a wig on with a big hole in the middle of it. <laughs> it was quite, yeah, but uh, <clears throat> I suspect he's probably long what, gone now. What was that in the seventies? No, no. I mean, I would have been uh, well, I was born back sixties, early sixties, I guess. Oh uh, no, bought my time, but yeah. they've, um, they say they've always produced good players um, and players. Yeah, they did. Like I said, they certainly they've got the attraction of the bright lights of London and the area like, you know, yeah. they live in. It's certainly got the attraction that way. Yeah. If you want, um, if you're bringing your, like I say, if, uh, I don't know, a Spanish international bringing up over the family, you couldn't get a better place to go early. And the, um, like I say, it's very, very family orientated. Um, I did to, to sum it up. We said we come out of the ground and there was people getting on their push bikes and they were just left up against the railings. Oh, you imagine that up at Liverpool or uh, Manchester or somewhere like that. You'd have one wheel tied to the uh, railings and your bike would be gone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so it, it was certainly a, a different case up there. Like, it, was a, it was a pleasure, actually. It was, hmm. it was a real enjoyable day. And I, I said, I know a few club people who've been to watch them and um, a very enjoyable experience. So I'd love them to stay up, but, you know, I do I do fear for them, I must admit. Yeah, I, I, I must admit, I'll come to you in a minute, Rick, because yeah. you haven't been there, I don't think. But I um, I used to go to Chelsea one week and Fulham the other, and um, you used to get on the tube to Fulham Broadway and get off there and either walk one way or the other sort of thing, you know. But it was, uh, yeah, it was happy days in those days, that's for sure. And you're right, there wasn't any, you know, when we used to go to Chelsea, I mean, we used to stand on the um, near the shed end, I think they called it, um, yeah, and there, there was never any any aggro or anything. And uh, I mean, I was quite tall as a young kid to be fair, so I didn't get much treatment that way. But a lot of kids used to get lifted up, and they used to pass them down the front so they could see better. You know, yeah, that, that sort of thing. Yeah. You wouldn't get that happening now, would you? No chance. Well, you, now nowadays you get pushed down the front. Well, yeah, that's more like it. <laughs> you ever been there, Rick? I don't think you have. Have you? Fulham. Yeah. Or London. No, Fulham. I've been to London. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. I left. <laughs> so you you haven't been to Fulham then? No. Or Chelsea Chelsea Light, as they are uh, usually known. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're David Mellor then? Oh no, Dave, David Mellor left, stopped supporting Fulham and went and supported Chelsea, didn't he? Mm, yeah. Or he went and watched Fulham when the Chelsea fans got to bunches for him. Yeah, because he, he had some some young lady that he had, uh, had, had what's the word I'm looking for? Um, dressed in a Chelsea shirt and very little else. Yeah, low at the time, as I recall. Do you remember that tone? No, I can't. Yeah, well, that's I... that was the phone going for Mister Gall. So what's he got to say for himself? Hang on, you on now? Yes, we are. <laughs> Ever the pro. Yeah, hang on a minute. I just sorry about this, listeners, but when you get a legend, you want to keep him on, don't you? I suppose so. Um, but you know, it's all right. I'm not going anywhere. No, well, I'm sure you're not. But well, um, why, what about why this... you're trying to get him on up? What about this Mitrovic yeah, boat, though? 
um, when we were up there at, at Christmas. Um, he didn't do a lot, but he scored a hat trick. So that said it all, really. Mm. Uh, his move. He's odd. He's odd because last time they came up, he, he ripped it up in the championship when their promotion season yeah. and couldn't get a kick in the Premier League. Yeah. I, I think he's he's too good. For, he's like I said earlier about the club itself. He's too good for the championship. But uh, there's the defending's far better in the Premiership. Like I say, he didn't really. The game I watched against West Brom, he didn't really do massive. He didn't stand out, but he scored three. He scored a hat trick, and it was like I think it was a right foot, left foot, and a header, all in the box. Um, it certainly is moving. His hold up play and in the air is very strong. <coughs> but he's, he's he's thirty goals plus again is he this year? Yeah, I think he's broken the record. Something like forty-two. Yeah. I think he's broken a record. He, yeah. So I thought he's broken the championship. I think record. he realizes he knows his benchmarks there, and mm. I think he likes he likes the lifestyle they've got in London. He's the sort of main man and kingpin at the moment, so I, I would say life's happy with him at the moment. But I think he's going to find it difficult in the um, Premiership next year. Yeah, like well, I mean, obviously before. people will be aware of him, won't they? That's for sure. Yeah, most definitely, definitely. Say about um, Fulham being a, one of these yo-yo clubs. When was the last time Fulham actually played Norwich? Because oh. they're never in the same division, are they? Because one's going up, <laughs> another one's coming down. And... It's, either, it's them three, isn't it? It's West Brom as well. It seems to be West yeah. Brom, Fulham, Norwich. West Brom have struggled this year, aren't they, to, to get yeah, up? They started off, they thought, they, I think they were third in the league to start off with, but they faded off badly. Um, but they're, they're a bit, yeah. There's the same clubs like, say, Brentford would be a big from next year. They've done well this year, um, and I think next year is going to be hard for them because obviously teams will suss them out and whether they can hold on to Ericsson. Yeah, second yeah. season syndrome, isn't it? It always happens. And what same thing happened with Sheffield United, but they came up exactly. Anyway, everybody, think... hold fire. We've got a legend I'm, in I'm the on. room. <laughs> Your password's finally let me in. Well, it's let everybody else in as well, so it must be you typing it in wrong. Must be my, must be on my. Uh, yeah, but then again, then again, together. see, legends don't really do that, do they? Do you know what I mean? Have you not got staff to do it for you, Ken? Yeah, I've got an assistant. Funny enough. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. Uh, she's actually coming to the game. She was offered to ref for me as well, to be honest. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, we're fine. We're we're but we're just talking about Fulham actually for a minute while we waited for you to yeah. get here. And, Not very uh, interesting, though. Well, seven nil against poor old Nathan. I bet he wouldn't. I know. Yeah, I felt bad for Nathan last night. Yeah, mm. they've, they've it, got a win now, haven't they, in the last game to get into yeah, the playoffs? Yeah, but he was he was saying, didn't he? He was he was a, a lot of injuries yesterday, which didn't help. Yeah, yeah. So they've um, they've done really well, to be honest. It's, um, we've got a few of the lads, the lads that. Lee Matthews with the agency looks after and he looks after Cal Naismith and Robert Snodgrass yeah. as well at Luton. And uh they were saying that Nate has done a he's done an unbelievable job with you know the sort of players and the, the group of players they've got to be honest. So they're far exceeding what anybody thought, to be honest. So it's uh, it's nice to see. It makes you wonder though, doesn't it, that when he, when he can do what he's done at Luton twice, basically. Um, yeah. And then he goes to Stoke, and he, he, he you know, he, he can't do anything right for whatever reason. God knows why. But I mean, hey, uh, you can you can only be dealt with the players and the stuff you've got. I think. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, listen. Nate will go on to be. I think he'll go on to be a top manager. Uh, I really do. You see, showing 
He's, you know, everybody knows what Nathan's like as a person. He's mm. he's very passionate and yeah. very determined and stuff like that. So he's um, I always we always knew that he would he'd be one of them that would be uh, really driven to sort of do well. And uh, it shows he's he's done well to be fair. Mm. Well, listen. The reason we got you on today was because the the big match is getting very very close now. Um, Turn my legs out as well. Yeah, yeah. But it's um, you know, how's it going? Give us an update on what's what's happening. What's been happening? Um, everything's been going good. Um, to be honest, the program that we've been doing has been a has been a a, a full time job on top of everything else. But yeah. uh, no, it's um. Like I said, we've managed to, uh, one of the, the Glover's cast have been really good. They've helped us out massively with the program. Um, and one of their contacts, Liam Moore, he's actually come on to obviously do all the design and stuff. So it's, um, yeah, we've got a 52 or 56 page souvenir memorial program going to be out on the day as well. So, right. um, yeah, that, that's been something. But apart from that, everything's been gearing up to just trying to sell as many tickets as we can, hates to be honest. And mm. I think at the start, everything was a little bit slow and I'm not sure what the reason is, you know, for that. I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. I appreciate where 15, 20 years down the line to some of the Oval fans, um, you know, and we're sort of, we say ex-legends or ex-players of the club and a lot of the younger sort of fans wouldn't really know who we are and stuff, you know, which I understand, but... I think that um, if we can just entice, you know, a lot of people to to look at coming to the game for maybe for the sake of showing their appreciation to Darren Sahl and Skibo, you know, that they sort of had a good bond with. I think that, uh, you know, we can only hope that, uh, you know, that's the case. But uh, everybody's been really supportive, to be honest. It's even obviously the Exeter and Matt Taylor at the club and obviously they've got promotion now and, I understand, obviously, their last game of the season is Saturday and they can obviously win the league by, by winning on Saturday. And I think that their fans are probably concentrated on that. So I think after Saturday, we'll probably get a, hopefully get a bit of an influx of ticket sales from extra fans, you know, which would be nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's all, been, it's all been going good. All the lads are ready. All the, <coughs> I say ready, as ready as can be, some of them. Um but yeah, all the lads are excited for it, and um, yeah, like I say, it's it's close now. So sort of mm. all the hard work sort of coming to a to a stop and concentrate on the game. Really, I hear there's quite a few good photographs in the program as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't know who it was that sent me some, but no, uh, no, yeah, I, was, uh, I have no you idea. Might get, you might you, you might get a thank you if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, the, yeah, the, the pictures have been great, Hates, to be honest. It's uh, like I say, obviously, all the pictures that you had, and obviously, all the pictures from the old side of space and stuff like that. You mm. know, trying to get a hold of them, it's it's been a, a sort of a trip down memory lane with the program, to be honest. So, it's, it's been good, yeah, definitely. Tell me, um, you know, we all know it's it's for poor Adam, um, yeah, uh. You know what? What memories have you got of Adam? You must have. You must have a few stories you could tell us about Adam. Well, I won't tell you the ones on the night out. Um, but uh, yeah, no. Listen, Stano was a, and I think everybody will probably say the same thing. H. Adam was a very quiet, unassuming kind of you know lad that didn't really say much. Um, but when the time was right, you know, he he was a, he was a grafter and he was a hard worker, and I think that showed in his in his game. 
Um, he always, you know, he always gave 150% every single game. And, you know, I mean, that it sort of shows, you know, Adam, Adam was a, he was a likable person on and off the pitch. You know, I mean, it's, he was, he was hard to play against for defenders, to be honest. And, uh, you know, I think that, that that's the kind of thing that everybody has said, to be honest. And, uh, you know, the fact that he was so hard working and, you know, but, you know, he was, he was approachable. He was, he was one of the lads, to be honest. So it was, it was good to have him around. He didn't say much. He loved his dogs. He loved his, yeah. he, he loved the cider on a night out. Um, you know, so it was, you know, it, it was good to have him around. And, you know, like I say, I mean, when he got diagnosed and, you know, when he sort of passed away and, you know, still playing for extra that, you know, him still playing when he was, when he found out he was, you know, yeah. you know he's, he's had cancer, just shows his, his personality. And to be honest, you know, I'd like to say sort of thanks to all his family because his family have been, his family have been great, you know, with, with the support and I'm sure they understand and appreciate all what's been done for the game, you know, which yeah. they've said to me many times, but, you know, it's just been nice to sort of, for them to see how sort of much he was, you know, how much he was really liked by everybody. And mm. I think that shows by all the lads that have agreed to come back to the to play in the game. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. not coming back. They're not coming back for me. Hey, you know, even mm. though I've asked them all, they're not coming back for me. They're coming back to, to play for Stano. Yeah. You know, which, um, and, I, I, and I think this then goes back to the 2003, 2004, 2005 2006 season where we had such a good group of lads together um, and had such a good group of lads that were really integrated within the town itself and the community and I think a lot of people remember that to be honest so mm. uh, I think that's where that comes back from so it was uh, yeah Stano was a he, um, he was a he was a quiet lad but on the night out, he wasn't so quiet. So uh, uh-huh. I told him maybe he had a few more drinks, <laughs> a few more, a bit more often. No, I remember was, the, uh, the the last time I saw, or I can remember anyway, seeing Stano was, and you mentioned his dogs, and he was he came to the ground with his dogs, and I'm yeah. a particularly love dogs myself, so it kind of struck a chord with me. And I always remember <laughs> the the question of, um, do you remember when we played at, at Villa Park in in the yeah. um, um, trophy final and and he went back and he did this um it, it, what's the word i'm looking for this uh kind of imagining what's going to happen even before yeah. it's happened with uh mark lader did you you had a yeah, session yeah. where you must have mark, 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 mark's, mark's coming to the game i believe next week as well oh is he great oh, that's yeah right. mark's going to come back to the game as well yeah, yeah. So well stano was the particular sort of recipient of that and and uh, you know he, he reckons that that's what helped him score the goal which you know, who am I to argue with the point? You know, but... Sta- Sta- Stano, Stano was very much. Um, uh, he, he spent a lot of time with Mark and talking to Mark. To be honest, and I think yeah. that it helped Adam. Listen, Adam played a bit of a, I say, bit part a bit as a, you know he spent uh, spent a lot of time you know coming on as a sub um, when he when he came back from his injury and stuff. And I know mentally that was hard for him because obviously he'd come from he'd come from nowhere, you know, to sort of coming on the scene and mm. scoring the winning goal, obviously, at, uh, at Villa Park. And, you know, he was a bit of a hero with the Yorval fans. And uh, I think it hit him hard a bit. So I think that, you know, I know he spent a, a lot of time with Mark. And uh, like I say, I think that everybody had their own way of dealing with playing and, you know, sort of Carl success. Carl Alford and, did. 
Yeah, Carl Turley. <laughs> Listen, I'm, 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 I'm gutted Carl's not coming, to be honest. He's, um, the two years ago when I first asked Carl, he was, he, he, he was, he was definitely going to come and play, but this time he's, uh, he's not available this weekend, but I've been speaking to him recently and, uh, he's gutted he can't come, to be honest, because I yeah, know that, yeah. uh, you know, we formed a good partnership with Adam. To be fair, so he was a he's a funny lad. Yeah, and of course he scored both. You know, they each had a goal at the, in that final as yeah. well. So yeah, yeah, would have been good. Yeah, Carl's was an good. overhead kick, if memory serves me. It was, yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so so everything's all all set then, basically now, and it's just a question yep. of selling as many tickets as we can. Um, yeah, it, it's, that's the it's big thing. May the fourteenth, two o'clock yep. kickoff, correct? Yeah, two o'clock kickoff. The fans' game is playing before us at half ten, um, and then obviously our game kicks off at two o'clock. So um, we're trying to get everybody there as early as possible, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll be around and mingling as much as we can. And like I say, we want to try and make it a bit of an event, uh, try and sort of show our appreciation to all the fans, and yeah. try and bring that together us back a little bit, H like we had before. And you know, we got. We all got plenty of time for all the fans, as as we always did. So yeah. you know, we'll, we'll we'll show that in the day, I'm sure. And uh, is there refreshments going to be available? Not for you. Oh, all right. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there will be. Yeah, there will be. All all the all the sort of uh, normal match day experience will be on. Yeah. Um, I'm oh. not sure. I haven't been to a game for a while, so I'm not sure what that is at the minute. But uh, um, like I say, we you know everything's geared up to. You know, to a to a normal game, and to yeah. be honest, the club have been the club have been helpful. Um, like I say, Mark, Mark Robinson, and James Hilly have, um, have obviously been really, really helpful, and Rob Baker, obviously, and um, you know they, they they've been really helpful with everything. To be honest, so it's um, they're trying to make it as best and as as good as we can for the day. So yeah. uh, hopefully, we'll get as many people and um, you know done time to watch the game. Good. Okay then, Kevin. Well, thanks for coming on, mate. Um, no I, ga- I gather you've got to go off on some some second-rate television company you want to talk to. Is that right? That's correct, mate. Yeah. So right. we're uh, keeping I... Sky Sports News uh, updated on the on the event. That uh, hopefully they'll be coming down as well uh, on the day. So uh, yeah, we're uh, trying to make it as big and as publicised as we can. So uh, we'll keep keep on going. Well, we'll do our best on uh, Three Valleys Radio. Rest assured. Appreciate it. No problem at all. Okay, mate. Well, if you've got to go and do Thanks. Sky, you better go then, haven't you? Thanks very much. No uh, problem at all. Rick, Thanks nice for coming on, again, mate. mate. Cheers. Take care. Bye. Well, there you go, everybody. Don't forget, uh, May the 14th, 2 o'clock kickoff. Tickets, I think, are £8 pounds, uh, and 5 for a, for a children, I think. Um, but don't quote me on that. But it's obviously going to be a, 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 an emotional day, and uh, I hope it will be an enjoyable day as well. So I hope we'll, we'll see you all there. What do you think about it, Tony? It's a good idea, isn't it? Oh, I think it's a fantastic occasion. Um, very sad, obviously, with Adam, what's happened, his family and stuff. Um, life goes on, like I say, in football like this, and it's nice that the 2000 and, was it, three, four, and five, six? Yeah, um, they're showing their appreciation. And Exeter, obviously, he had great seasons at Yeovil and great seasons at Exeter as well. Um Club's got a bit of a bond between them at the moment. Yeah. And I was just thinking it's a fantastic thing for the family as well to recognise. Obviously, like um, Kevin just said, um, he was a quiet lad, but uh, obviously I didn't know him personally, but just through commentating, certainly on the Yeovil and some extra games I've done down there, he was 100% on the pitch. 
and he certainly knew where the goal was. Um, and you could just tell as soon as he scored a goal, like everyone was over to him. You could tell he was a team player. Mm. Um, so just you know, his memories are like say he was he was a hundred percenter, and just everyone, no one's got a bad word for him. I think. And it's a and, sad, you know, it's a sad occasion, but hopefully, yeah, yeah. you know, this will live on and, and it's a nice sort and, of and touching when you look the at the, as well. When you look at the names, and I've got it in front of me now, you know, Chris Will, Steve Collis, Terry Skiverton, Colin Miles, Roy O'Brien, Adam Lockwood, Andy Lindigard, who's on the show next week, I hasten to add, uh, Nathan Jones, Abdul Colty, Paul Terry, Lee Johnson, Chris Cohen, Darren Way. Aaron Davis, Gavin Williams, Nick Crittenden, Kevin Gall, Kirk Jackson, Chris Giles, Phil Jevons, Gary Johnson, and Steve Thompson. I mean, what a lineup that is! Brilliant. Well, I, it just it just uh, speaks volumes, doesn't it, for the player? Um, I think that's virtually the whole side, is it? Yeah, it must, from must be. I can't Alford. think of apart from Carl Alford. Yeah, yeah. I and I think. Kevin uh, spoke about it. Gordon spoke about it a minute ago about the um, the closenessship of the team. Then you know they all lived in Yeovil area. Uh, yeah. They had nights out together. You often see them in the town. Yeah. But it, it does. It does. I had it at Rovers. We had a, a successful two or three years. But it's having that base and everybody getting on. You can have fallouts during the season, but it's um, everyone's pulling together in the right way. Like I say, you'll have a night out and stuff and have a laugh, a bit of banter. And if you're winning, it breeds, like, you know, the families together. You get some of the wives and the children coming along all of a sudden. Yeah. And it's just a lovely atmosphere. And I, and I felt, you obviously, you were up there working and I was commentating at the time. You could tell they were, it was one big family up there. Yeah, it, it was. It was a good, it yeah. was a good, you obviously, you were doing the uh, programs and stuff there, so you were seeing them day in, day out. Yeah. The yeah. banter and it and it showed and it, it does. I've said it uh, the year when I was at Rovers, nineteen ninety one, we were in the championship. We had such a successful year, and it does rub off the everyday training. You're having your laughs and your banter, but you're working for each other, mm. um, and it and it does show on the pitch. Yeah, no, you're right. Can you remember Stano Rick? You got your microphone off. There you go. Yeah, I was, I was just thinking, actually, of all the um, many people who have tried to do that over the years, Tony, switch, put me on mute, but it's not going to work. Um, yeah, of all the, <laughs> despite the fact like Yeovil got to the championship, I still think there's a special place for that team that came out of the conference, won the FA Trophy and established themselves in the, um, in the, in the Football League. Because if you remember at the time, I was up there as well because I was helping out with uh, uh, the music and uh, with Tony Burton and sometimes doing the halftime scores and stuff. So it was, really was a fantastic time around yeah. Yeovil, just the whole the whole team and everything. Yeah, I think we were all very lucky that we had the the, the privilege, really, of, of working there and, and being a part of it because it was. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I, I mean, I didn't, uh, I didn't travel that often with the team. I did from time to time, but I remember in particular when I went up to... Uh, uh, we stayed at Birmingham because obviously it was at Villa Park, and and we stayed in a hotel and one thing or another. And the the atmosphere there and and you know and Gary really sort of took everybody to his heart, and we all, we were all made to feel very much a part of the family. And it was like a family. Tony's right; it was very much like a family. Mm -hmm. And 
you know it was the same when we when we played at uh, Wembley when we beat Brentford just the same and again it was Gary Johnson was in charge I mean he had that knack of of, of creating that that family atmosphere and uh, you know I remember because because I was sick uh, the, the one the uh, the Brentford one and it was all I could do to get to, to Wembley to do it but I wasn't going to stop you know I wasn't going to miss it but I felt like death at the time I remember because um, Gavin Williams was bad as well because that's why he didn't play I think from memory because he do you remember he was on the touchline and uh, he got booked for right. kicking the ball away or whatever it was so <laughs> but so you, uh, the same like you just said you referred to like a big family atmosphere I think when they went to Wembley I think both occasions when they went to Wembley literally from the cook the cleaner to the kit man to the main man on the pitch everyone went there and enjoyed it, it was a part of a family like I said I keep referring to the 91 when I was at Rovers but you knew everybody's name. You'd go straight in first thing in the morning. The kit man would be there. You'd have a bit of banter with him when we'd go up at lunchtime to go and have your dinner, your pasta and stuff. Mm. The cooks, the cleaners. It just felt, and you could just tell the atmosphere, is such a bubbly place. You're having a bit of banter and you're hiding stuff and like, um, you know, just the feeling around. You, you felt... It was a privilege and you felt good going into work. That's how I remember it. Like I say, and I... Mm. By looking at what I seen, it was the same at Yeovil. Even just obviously when you did the programs and um, when you worked there, when very successful, I used to just go and sign in to do the press uh, for Sky and stuff. I used to go and sign in, yeah. but the atmosphere in there was like I'd have a bit of banter with Terry Cotton and Gene Cotton. Yeah, when you were signing in, the little things you would I would see. Um, oh, Smith, um, what was the name? Doc. Yeah, would be working in there, and you'd have a. I'd nick a pen. It'd be a bit of banter, laughing at. You could just tell the atmosphere. Some of the players who want playing would come down to the ticket office and have the laugh. You know, yeah. even if you want in the squad, there's nothing to keep uh, non-squad players who's not in the team to keep them happy week in week out. Take some doing, because mm. um, like you say, normally you've got a bit of a split camp uh, when you're not doing well, and the the players who's not playing. Um, they think they should be in the team. Mm. And sometimes you get a little bit of argument, but to keep that, like, and obviously you've got to praise Gary, there, Gary Johnson, for keeping the, the place, like, ticking over. And once you came in and got your place, the team was so good, you had to work hard to keep your place. I think so the thing about Gary himself. was, though, that he, 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 he got involved in everything. You know, he would be involved in, in the design of the programme. He would be involved in... We did some DVDs, and he was totally involved in that. He was involved... Do you remember we did a record? Um, we had to go yeah, down to with talk Jim, with Jimmy. Yeah. Um, Is that yeah. the one with Jimmy? Sorry? Is that the one with Jimmy Quinn? Bless him. No, 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 no. This yeah. was another bloke. I can't remember his name now, but I know we went down to a studio in, in um, Torquay to record it. But again, you know, Gary was 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 very much involved in that with me, you know, finding out the people to get hold of and all the rest of it. But it, it you know, it, and I think that's why, when when Gary was the manager there, that that the whole place was like that because he, you know, he would soon suss out if there was something wrong. Whereas you yeah. know, some managers who are not really involved in anything other than just the playing side wouldn't necessarily be aware of what's going on. But Gary was, and he knew. And if there was anything wrong, if there was a problem, he'd soon pick up on it, um, which I but think... I think, like you said with Gary, um, I think a good manager gets the... Obviously, Yeovil's a small town. 
he came in and got the town on board, I think, like um, went to visit schools and stuff. Yeah. And it was a community thing. And the it, the club built as a town, I thought, personally. Yeah. The whole thing, like you said, you used to go down, I know they went to Wembley, but you got, the whole shops were decorated. Oh, yeah. In yeah. the town. Yeah. You, they were going to schools, you were doing presentations, you were doing, you were going doing a bit of coaching. Now, I know when you're doing well, this breeds uh, like a happy family and you start going out to schools. And But that's what puts bums on seats as well because the kids, you go out to the schools, I'm saying it now, they should be doing more. I know they do a lot of community work at the moment, but I think they could do a lot more mm. um, involving the community because I think at the moment, like say, you knew every player that played for Yeovil. Mm. You could see them. You'd see them in the town. You'd see them at Pasta. Not yeah. one of them would never stop and have a chat yeah. You don't see them as much now. They, they are there, like I say, and you know, there's five or six of them you will see and they'll have a chat, but I don't think they're as close as, like you say, that side. But obviously, with success, that breeds that happy family. Well, I think, I think to be fair to Charlie Lee, I mean, he's only just come into the job. Uh, he's finding his feet a little bit, um, which is difficult, especially when the other manager leaves and he's been there for three years. And, you know, it's, it's, it is difficult, but... Um, you know, it's a pity that the whole club... Because, I mean, the trouble is that, that half of the characters that you've mentioned have left, they're gone. You know, they, exactly, yeah. You know, it's been a real cull. And, and as such, there's, there's very few... I mean, from my day, there is only literally one... I think, well, I'm just trying to... Dot, dot I suppose, would be one, and James Hillier. And, and from my day, that's it, I think, you'll find, because Mark Robinson wasn't there when I was there. Um, no, I reckon that, I can't... Even in- it, if your day, when the club was doing well, you used to go up, I used to my uh, commentating, go over to the players' bar, you got there, and it would be absolutely packed. Yeah, mm-hmm. Everyone would be there, you'd know everybody. Um, like now, I, I, I went over the bar uh, two weeks ago when Dean Berkeley was down. Um, he texted me to come over and have a drink. Yeah, And I reckon there was 10, 15 people in the bar. Yeah, And it's just, you know, they just need, I know, it's hard at the moment. Times are hard. Like we say, you know, we've been through the lockdown. Uh, we've gradually got, they've got to gradually build. They've got to, they've got to go out into the schools. They've got to do, promote this club now. I had, um, I had a meeting actually with, um, uh, what's Robbins? Mark, is it? No. What's the upstairs guy? Uh, Robbins? Clive. Clive Robinson. No, sorry, the, no, the new one now. Sorry. Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't have a clue. What, Mark Robinson? Mentioned him. Yeah, Mark Robinson. Right. Yeah. Um, and obviously, my mum's got dementia now, and dad obviously passed away with dementia. Uh, we used to take him to coffee mornings, and um, Mark wants to get on board, and we are looking at starting on the sixteenth, a week Monday. Mm. of doing a dementia coffee morning up at the club. He's, oh, yeah. he's wants to get really on board. So I said it needs a lot of things like that now mm. to get this club back together. And that's I think it's a great start. Like, you know, Mark's really on board with this. And it's a, it's a massive thing with the uh, FA and the PFA pushing Alzheimer's dementia. And there's um, a lot of, like, there's just little things we've, we've mentioned about having Terry Cotton come up and Johnny Clancy. Uh, you know, it's only for two hours. It's half ten to half twelve on a Monday yeah. morning every other week, um, and have a chat with them. And the thing is, with dementia, which I found with Dad, 
they love to speak about the old days. How many players, you know, fans have we got now who probably don't come to the match now would be quite interesting going for a coffee morning and seeing people like that. But it's again, it's a community thing, and then you need to do these sort of things, and they are now. So hopefully, start building to get the family club back together. Well, we can but hope, mate. We can but hope. One, two. Uh, hopefully, like I say, this uh, dementia, stroke, Alzheimer's coffee morning will take off. Um, I think they're starting to advertise it on some of the Yeovil websites. Um, I know the Yeovil Alzheimer's dementia uh, coffee mornings are getting involved. Um, so hopefully, like I say, fingers crossed, it takes off and we can get some um, older guys there and women um, go down memory lane and hopefully... And they might get enough confidence up to come and watch some games as well. Yeah, well, it'd be nice if they did, wouldn't it? Really, it'd would. be lovely. Mm. Right, you wanted to talk about Man United, didn't you? Be rude not to. Well, well, especially having had the luxury of three goal victory and a clean sheet. I mean, who said we're finished? Who said we're finished? What did Dorothy. you? Yeah, he would. What did you think of it, though, Tone? I thought we played well. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to get carried away. I thought, like I said, the times I've sat waiting to watch Man United in the evening, been looking forward to it, mm. and turned off after 10 minutes because I've been so disappointed. Yeah. Uh, but last night, like I said, they actually had a go. Um, I'm not going to take too much, like I said, because Brentford have had a long season. Um, but like I say, Ericsson was still a star man for me again. He shone out like anything. Mm. Um, but no, I, um, you know, United played well. Um, knocked it around. They went forward with a bit of pace last night and um, I can't see... I just hope Ronaldo stays. Um, I don't think you can let a talent... I know he's 37, um, but you can't let that go, can you, surely? Well, I wouldn't have thought so. What do you reckon, Rick? He's got to stay, hasn't he? Well, Allegedly, he's the problem. He's the only one who's actually turned up. He's making tackles in the left-back position again mm. last night. I mean, you, you can't fault his effort, his attitude. It's just the fact that the rest of them are so far behind him in attitude. Yeah. It's, it stands out. I see on you one see of the now, websites they, um, somebody said that Ten Hag's going to pick out a, a, a group of eight that apparently he thinks he can trust, which would be yeah. interesting to see well, who he's they already are. Making contact. He's, already, he's already been in contact with a, with a few. Yeah. Which is... Yeah, which he said last night, didn't they, on the sky that he's uh, made contact with a few players. Yeah, yeah. I see today they uh, the Everton, Is it the Everton centre half, young lad. Which one's that? Okay. Um, Is it okay? It's one of them. The young lads. Um, he's interested in him. He's one one of his uh, targets, main targets. All right. Mm. Um, but um, I'd be wondering if he's. Um, Good to know how many Ajax players as well. He's yeah. been sort of tapping up. Well, there's one bloke called Timber. They found, uh, I've seen mentioned yeah. several times. Timber and uh, Anthony are the two yeah. that are possibly Haller as well. But those are the main ones that have been mentioned. But it's Phillips thing... as well, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Calvin Phillips. That's if you can't get. And then, but then there were stories yesterday. I know it's it's only press speculation and whatever, but this summer would be the ideal time to make a move if United are going to make a move for Declan Rice. Mm. Simply because... 
Chelsea have got other targets. Liverpool got other targets. Man City have got other targets. So it sort of leaves the door open for United if they were to. But it's going to. If you do that deal, you, you haven't got any money left to do any more deals. That's the problem. But the thing is, I say, if you're talking, you're talking what, 130, 140 million. They're saying now, you could, could pick be up Phillips. You pick up Phillips for 40 million. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the age. Differences on them. I don't know what Phillips is. I think Rice is twenty three, isn't he? I think. Yeah, don't Phillips twenty six, twenty seven. No, I don't think he's as old as that. No, like I say, you know, I potentially just like Rick said, if if you buy Declan Rice, that's your budget gone. Mm. Um, you know, everything in the one where possibly Phillips and some, you know, Ajax players, some lesser people from the continent. Be. Trouble is, it's not going to be a everyone sort of saying get rid of nine, ten players. You just can't get rid of nine, ten players. Bring nine, ten players in. It takes three or four transfer deadlines to do two or three transfers at a time. Get two or three out. You can't just do yeah. it in one heap like that. Well, that's that's the advantage United have got in in this particular transfer window is the fact that so many are out of contract. Yeah, there's no exactly. There, if you just don't. Because last night's game, because it was the last uh, last home game, there was the uh, show of appreciation to everybody, and it was a bit, I don't know, it was a bit weird, wasn't it? Matic mm. getting yeah. a standing ovation. Matter. Yeah, Matter. It was Which strange, is nice wasn't it? It's nice to do for people who's potentially it's going to be their last appearance for United at Old Trafford, but there's always one that spoils it, and that's Jesse Lingard's brother. Yeah. Having a right old cry on social media today that Jesse Lingard wasn't individually celebrated. I mean, good, goodness sake. But I tell is you what, Ra- he... Ragnick doesn't seem to have really left a particularly good taste in the, a lot of players. Uh, you know, I get Do you know him. why? The reason is, he's honest with them. Why? He's not blowing smoke up them, telling mediocre players that they're the next world beater. He's been very honest and told them that a few home truths, probably, that they didn't like to hear. Well, maybe. But I tell you what, I saw a story that said that... Um, that the Old Trafford hierarchy were considering um, giving uh, one matter a job on the coaching staff. I hope they do. They've talked about that before. He he wants to keep playing for at least another year. Oh, does he? There was talk about that earlier in the the season, yeah. Well, maybe he'll come back, because I read he's a bloody nice bloke. It just looks like he's the nicest bloke in the world, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. He he does does so much for charity as well, it's untrue. He well, donates he this thing, didn't he, where they give a percentage yeah. of the wage of five percent of their wages, isn't it? He started that up and he's got a few players on there, but they reckon they show him when they leave Old Trafford and he's one of the very oh, first person straight yeah. over to do autographs, photos. He never turns nothing down. He just looks so humble. Yeah. And like I said, I think I'd love him. Like I said, I think he wants another year playing. And I feel so sorry I felt sorry for him at Chelsea. And I felt sorry for him at United because he's a, he's such a great player. When he comes on, he gives a hundred percent. Yeah, I wish they played him a while ago because I think when I was watching midfield, we were struggling, and I thought he was the perfect one to come on. I know he hasn't got the legs now, but his his work rate and his he's always looking for the ball and his touches. He's making things happen for me, and well, he doesn't he he hasn't got the credit he deserved. I think for that, Chelsea and Man United. No, well, it's quite telling, isn't it? That the longer that Rangnick's been there the more of a presence Juan Matt has been. Every oh, yeah. few games, he's brought him off the bench every game. And then last night, he started him. I think I think, I think he... who's who the, the decent people are. 
Definitely. He should he should have put him in a long time ago, I thought. When we were struggling in midfield, I thought he was the perfect one to come in. Like I say, he, he does things easy. Um, he's a great passer of the ball as well. And his work rate is... Like, you think he hasn't played many games at all. Last night, his work rate was unbelievable for me. Mm. And he stayed there until silly o'clock signing stuff, apparently, because it was his last... Last game, or generally just because that's what he does. But he was that—he was he just virtually the last person to leave the stadium. I think. You, I could imagine him being a fantastic like assistant or a coach on the coaching staff, and then you know I'd I'd love you know to keep him. Mm. Yeah, I hope it, I hope they do. But I think perhaps the only disappointing aspect of yesterday was was the fact that the they've persevered with these demonstrations but it doesn't look as though it's making any difference whatsoever to the Glazers well it, it won't as long as they can take their 20 million out of the club every year they don't care no but you, I think the only way that you could perhaps you know if you could get a really really large sort of groundswell of opinion against them maybe it would start to you know, chisel away at their their self. Well, that was that was the idea with last night's, wasn't it? Do it yeah. at the end of the game rather than the start, so that you just see empty seats, and that's the only. You put the club, you make the club look less successful and whatever, like it's having an effect, and it affects sponsors and people like that, and that's the only language that the Glazers will understand. Mm. I think I think personally, they're picking the wrong time and place at the moment. Like last night, you know, three 0 up. Last game of the season, people wanted to see, you know, matter and magic play their respects and stuff. And there wasn't many guard, was there, on the seventy? Was it seventy eighth minute, seventy seven, something like that? The go out seventy third because it's seventeen minutes. Seventeen minutes. That's right. Sorry. And you know, and I, I think a lot went to go, but decided to stay because they were, you know, unusually they were playing well as well, and it was goals. Yeah. And uh, you know, they want to show. You know, I think appreciation for Magic, uh, Matter, and the players as well. Mm. Phil Jones, uh, I think that could be his last game there as well. Cavani's yeah. last game. Who's? Cavani, yeah. Mm. There's another one. Actually, he's been, like, he's been a disappointment, though. I mean, I like him as a player. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, these injuries and stuff, and uh, I'm a bit dubious about some of them at times. You must, you know, you kind of wonder. Because he's always injured, isn't he? Doesn't matter how many yeah. times he's injured. But, yeah, but that, the injuries are coming when you know we're having a bad time. When we needed him. But, uh, well, I said, that's the difference when they stand out. Am I yeah. right in thinking? I was reading up the rules. I'm still not quite clear on them, but we should go in the Europa, Europa League. Do, do you agree with that, Rick? I think in the two places, so it's fifth and sixth are Europa League, and seventh is the conference. Yeah, well, the fifth, I think fifth and sixth is only apply, applicable if whoever won the um, the League Cup they yeah, get they get play. one. Yeah. So strictly speaking, I, United would have to finish excuse me fifth um, to be able to get into the by absolutely certain. Yeah. But apparently, if if whoever wins the well, whoever came, no, sorry, I've got it wrong. Whoever um, the, the the other place, if it's one of the existing ones that are, are above them, then it'll automatically go to the seventh team or the sixth team. Yeah, your league placing is a priority over winning a cup. Yeah, 
it takes yeah. place for that, yeah. So I think United should at least go in. I know it's a Mickey Mouse Cup compared with the, the real thing, but on the other hand, it will give them time to rebuild and to get a bit of practice against European teams. So I don't think it's such a bad thing. And if we could win it, well, you know, why not? Well, give no, them not. Uh, Arsenal in the knockout stages of the Europa League. <laughs> yeah. If they qualify for the Champions League, because that's where they'll be after Christmas. Mm. Well, yeah. That's right. But going on, talking about United, um, did you see that Salford City are losing £91,000 a week? How come? Are they? Mm, it's, on, it's on the internet. I don't know quite why. yet. They haven't gone into specifics, but uh, and Gary Neville said oh, it's not a problem. You don't have to worry about it. We're all under control here. But £91,000 a week, that's a lot of money to lose, isn't it? It is at that level. That's irresponsible. Hmm. I'm very surprised that, like, say, the likes of Neville, and actually, he's normally very switched on, isn't he? Mm. Due diligent on his um, members and stuff like that. Eh? I mean, I know he's, room. he's got this bloke, Peter, Peter Lim, isn't it? Peter Lim, yeah. Uh, he's he's, he's a multi-millionaire. Yeah, he's, he's got ties with Valencia, which is why Guy Neville got the Valencia manager's job. Oh, right, right. But um, presumably that's where the, the money's coming from to replace yeah. the losses, I suppose. But... Uh, but, but, just a thought, just mentioning Gary Neville, wouldn't it be ironic if, um, is he in favour, he's in favour of a rebuild of Old Trafford, isn't he? I think he is, yeah. Yeah, rather than developing what they've got. I know they've got the land that they can rebuild it next to what they've already got, so that's not, it, it wouldn't happen. But given that he bought up a load of land and his hotel's just up the road from Old Trafford, it'd be a terrible shame if they were re to redevelop Old Trafford miles away from the original one. Because <laughs> he'd have a hotel there with nothing, with no pool. Yeah, no reason to go there. Yeah, quite. But uh, well, he's he's pretty shrewd, so I think you'll find he would have, uh, you know, he'd probably have some input anyway. I would imagine, but I don't know. But but um, who's going down then? Uh, I told you Leeds months ago. I told you Leeds. You reckon Leeds, do you? Yes. I I, I mean I I know they won yesterday or whenever it was, Everton, but I I. I I'd like to see Everton go down. I don't know why. I just just can't take to Frank Lampard particularly. So um, it's it's purely a personal thing. <laughs> Not How about you, Tony? Do you reckon? No. I'm, I'm with you. I'd, I'd love Leeds to stay up, but I fear for them with their games coming up. Um, they've slipped from nowhere, haven't they? Really gone off a mm. boil at the moment. And I think but Leeds got going, our... you got to think, think long term, Tony. Leeds going down might make Calvin Phillips a bit more viable. Oh, I I think he's going anyway, even if they stay up. I think um, I'm pretty sure he'll be gone. Um, but I think, like I say, they got Arsenal this weekend. Then I think I looked at their fixtures and I'm thinking they're going to struggle. Mm. They're going to struggle. They're on that. They're on that horrible, slidey slope at the moment. And it's hard to get off, especially when you're running out of games and we're getting this close to the season. Uh, but saying that, like I say, Everton, Everton's got no easy games at the moment. No, they've got a big uh, toughies, and I think Burnley might have done enough now. I was going to um, say about Burnley. Do you think they maybe somebody there knew knew more than they were letting on? Really, that you know, kind of because this bloke Jackson seems to have done a good job so far. Anyway, I think he's going to be one where. 
up, he's going to get the job, and he'll probably be sacked within by Christmas next year. Yeah, he's yeah. one of those, isn't it? And, yeah. you know they do a fantastic job to keep him up. I think what it is sometimes it's just a fresh face, mm. different ideas, different tactics for a little bit. But for the longevity, like next year and stuff, I think sometimes it don't work. So, you know, even if he does keep him up, I think need to bring because I see it is, I think Wayne Rooney's name was mentioned. Yeah, and, yeah, it was. I've seen that. Obviously, Wayne Rooney's uh, mentioned, and oh, I see the other day someone else. Um, it's like I say, they they do need um, they need some stability, like a name to go in there next year. I hope they stay up. Could Chelsea like, I, miss out on the top four? No. Well, no, no. Little, little Thomas Tichyman is is getting a little bit worried by all accounts. He's getting a bit squeaky. He's going to lose a lot of players in the summer as well. But I think they've done enough. Yeah, I think they've just done enough. I think they have a bit of a, like I said, they're going through a bit of a purple patch now. If it was uh, back in enough, the old I think. Days, if it was in the old days and they had a 42-game season rather than a 38-game season, then they might be in trouble. But I think with 38 games, I think they're safe. I think as well, Arsenal have got to play Tottenham, haven't they? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, that council's like one of them for them, I think. Uh, I think they've they probably got two or three points enough at the moment, I think, to you know, stay in that top four. Mm-hmm. And uh, what about Ronaldo staying? I mean, you know, I know we touched on it just now, but apparently he said, uh, or he's reported to saying, "I'm not, I'm not finished yet," or something. And now he said they're saying he's come out and said, "No, he didn't say that." So, what, what do you make of that? He said that, or the club said that. No, he he. Uh, Sky cameras picked up apparently that he he was seen. Well, they just said, "I'm here." That's all. Yeah, yeah. Well, but he. Yeah. They said he. He said I've got finished. I haven't finished here, um, so you know I don't know. But um, you you know how they twist it around. Like I say, yeah. end of the day, he's got another, he's got another year on his contract. So. Oh no, well, and, and another uh, year unless, on top of that. An option. Unless, have an option. Yeah. Uh, says uh, you know you're not in my plans. I'm not going to play you. Uh, but then after. He's obviously been watching the last few games, and I think what's he on eighteen goals a game? Oh, he's at 20, yeah. 24 in all competitions. I think it is. Yeah, it's eighteen but, league. But I think if he scores two more, it'd be his twelfth year scoring twenty uh, Premiership goals in every league. Yeah, he's played in. And no, that's some, that some doing in it. It it doesn't make sense to even think about letting him go. In all honesty, I don't think. I, I just can't can't see it really. Um, and what about the, the sickening thought that we've got Liverpool and Manchester City who both could get a treble or a quad? What do we think about that? We're not got... even thinking about it, are we? Well, I hope we're not. <laughs> I mean, no, it won't happen. Come on, Villarreal. Well, that's, oh, that's, yes. that's what I could think tonight. But, but I mean, what, what a horrendous thought, though, isn't it? I mean, you know... Two of them, not one of them. Well, two of them. I mean, that's, well, that's, that's just a... changing the sub, changing the subject. You said, "Come on, VRL tonight." There's bad games on telly, but I think there's a cracking game on Sky. Bournemouth Forest. Um, yeah, I yeah, can't wait to watch good. that one. Mm. I'm so looking forward to watching that one. Yeah, no, you're um, right. It'd be a good game. I think. Yeah, I think like I say that will be interesting. Whoever wins that, I think will go up automatically. Well, hopefully, Just, uh, hopefully they will. Uh, United will buy this guy, the fullback that's on loan from Sheffield United. I think he is. Oh, do you stop banging on about this lad? You well, can't even remember. He's, he's, he's talking about him. 
Yeah, well, I reckon he's who's good. It? Who's this one at Forest? Yeah. Yeah. Is it Spence's name, something like that? I think wow, it is. But he's on loan from Sheffield United, I think. But he's... Yeah, there's quite a lot of clubs after him, aren't there? Yeah. But he looks really good. Young, loads of potential, not too expensive, fits the bill completely, I think. But, well, we'll see, I suppose. We'll have to see. Do got... you know, this, this gentleman, do you know the result of last weekend? The most impressive result for last weekend. Was that a 6-1? No. The game I watched. What was no, that? it was actually, strangely enough, I know you're a big fan of this, but um, ladies football. Oh. The division below that, you know, they've got the Super League. The division below that. And the only reason I really know this is because a friend of mine's daughter plays for uh, Coventry United Ladies. They had a, a 10 point deduction in January. And then they kept themselves, got, went on a run, got because they went into administration or something. So they had to make up a 10 point penalty. They made that up and they had to play the team that was second bottom, Watford, on Sunday in like a relegation decider. And uh, Coventry United Ladies won it 1 0 with a goal in the 97th minute. <laughs> Dear, oh dear. And that was their oh. season. Their season was that. And it was, if you have a look at it, recommend anyone looks at it on the BBC website. They've got it up. And it's a hell of a strike from outside is the this one, Is this the, it, I've seen this. Yeah. She Molly shoots Green. from about 35 yards out. Yeah. So, yeah. And that was in the 97th minute. 97th minute with the game at 0 0. And um, my mate was there because he was watching his, his, his daughter, Grace, who plays for, for Coventry. So what a cracking game, though. What a way to end the season. Yeah, actually, 19- on the Watford, Watford pitch. Yeah. The Watford pitch, yeah. I thought it, I seen it on Twitter yesterday. Um, yeah. And uh, I just thought she uh, lost her handbag, to be honest. <laughs> thought that's what she was running for. Well, listen, boys, it's it's like we're, we're on 58 minutes, which means with the, with the uh, exit music, we've probably done our time. So, Rick, thanks for joining us again. No problem. Anytime. Thanks, Tony. Love to have you on My every pleasure. week, mate. So uh, we'll no doubt speak to you very, very soon. And um, no don't forget, we'll have full match commentary of Yeovletown versus Boreham Wood on Saturday, starting about 10 to 3. Uh, so join, uh, I'm not I'm sure who's doing the commentary this week, but it might be Dave Pryor or it might be George Marshall James. I'm not sure. Uh, and Paul Thorpe hopefully will be back from his jaunt to He's America. back from the Costa del Sol, is he? No, he's been to Las Vegas, no less. Oh. How the other half live. The other half live. Yeah, this is it. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for the boys. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.